Welcome back to another episode of the Hooligans Pitch. As always, we are your hosts, Michael and Chad, where we talk about the English Premier League, where the goals are made up and the points don't matter. Chad, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing, as an Arsenal fan, great. As oh, a, man. Uh, Premier League fan, I think I'm with everyone on, on this weekend being a little uh, wishy-washy. <laughs> yeah, wishy-washy, woozy, fairy dust, all the shenanigans <laughs> that fell out of the sky. Um <laughs> You know, I thought this was going to be an amazing Saturday for me. It started out pretty damn good. We saw arguably the best team in the world drop points. We saw the robot not score a goal. We saw Pep on his AirPod in the stands freaking out, something you don't see very often. Um, He got his third yellow card last week, uh, resulting in him with a match ban. Uh, Last year it was four yellow cards. This year it's three, which I don't know if I'm a big fan of. I don't think it really matters too much. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, like like he's on the phone with with his side. Oh, anyway, for sure. Right? So yeah, yeah, for really sure. Matter. Um, yeah, but anyway, let's let's dive into that. I am drinking a son of juice, uh, little brewery by Maplewood out of Chicago. And what you having? Staying festive, Oktoberfest here in Nevada. You know, I love October. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I miss it. All right, so um, we we didn't necessarily call the Wolves beating City, but we definitely. Let the world know that City, these next three games, are going to have some tough matchups. And when the Wolves mm-hmm. play a team like City, like a big six team, they kind of they come out of their element a little bit. They like to play up. Um, yeah. Pep calling out Neto, great winger for the Wolves, calling out the Korean guy. I quote Pep right there. And then those two show up. Neto played so damn good that game, which oh, yeah. I, I feel like we'll talk about that game its entirety after we dive into uh, – uh, my late afternoon um, game was at 11:30 for me. Parked on the couch, feeling pretty good. Um, made a, a lovely breakfast and uh, yeah, biscuits, bacon, eggs, the whole the whole thing. Ooh, I was feeling okay. good because I was like, this, I, I had my top of the league post ready to go. <laughs> and I think we all knew this game was going to be spicy. Two teams that haven't lost. Two out of the four teams in the Premier League that hadn't lost a game yet. Mm-hmm. And. For the first 20 minutes, it was like, okay, I think we are clearly the better team here. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, anything could happen, which <clears throat> we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> lots did happen. But we looked really good, and I was really, I think, impressed by the way we started. Ball control was there. The only thing I didn't like about that game too much is Joe Gomez playing right back because Trent's still coming back from injury. We've talked about this in the past. Yeah. I've never been a fan of Gomez playing on that right side. I'm happy with him playing in the center. I think he's great, but when he has to look over his weak shoulder, it just never turns out great. And yeah. granted, um, that's where the first goal came from, was the same type of motion, him running back, had to pivot his shoulder all different and, and got punished for it. But that's not where the drama starts, Chad. It's not. <laughs> The drama starts with yeah. Curtis Jones making mm-hmm. making a I'm going to call it a a dark orange play on the ball. Now, mind uh-huh. you, he got a red card for this. The frame that the on-field ref saw was studs up, going straight into the shin of yeah. uh, a Kobe. Is that how you say his name? Um, I believe it was a Kobe. He was going into. Adogi, Adogi, sorry, Adogi. But the previous still frame to that is him making a straight leg play with studs going down to the grass. Same with Adogi going down to the grass. Their legs looked exactly the same. So when people are arguing that Curtis Jones came into that tackle studs up, no. 
Simply no. Yeah, he did yeah, not. He yeah. did not. He did not go into that tackle studs up. They both hit the ball. His foot went over. Jogi's went under. Thus, his foot went into his shin. Now, I'm probably one of the few Liverpool fans who say, you know what? That, that I could see that being a red. The the, yeah. the judgment on it is so hard, right? What I don't like is what VAR showed on field ref is that they showed him one freeze frame of studs up into the shin. Yeah, no shit, that's going to be a red card. No, like the ref yeah. has no other eyes to look at. And of course, when you slow things down, it's going to look way, way, way worse. And that's exactly what yeah. happened. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like we've talked about with some of the, the VAR reviews before. Is like the slow-mo just makes it look so much worse. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, it, Curtis Jones is a little bit unfortunate of how this challenge plays out. Um I think a red is probably fair because it ends up being a little bit dangerous of a challenge. Um, but I think if you just watch that back in real time, I think you could also make the argument of, of like, yeah, just like a really dark yellow sort of sort of foul. Because like, they for are sure. just both going for the ball. It is just the mishap of his foot, you know, slipping over the ball. They're both coming into it. it, it yeah, it, it wasn't with any malice that he went into the challenge or anything it just the unfortunate you know footing and position of the ball and and um yeah just just bad circumstance i guess but um i mean yeah then to to slow it down and and especially freeze frame it just it, it takes a hard tackle and makes it look very dangerous it look it makes it look so much worse and and my yeah. it was basuma who that tackle was on the the second red for Liverpool, that was on Udogi, but um, I, it's just so so unfortunate. It's like this is the the fourth red card in seven games for us. We yeah. the last six years or whatever, we've only had four, five red cards in its total. So it's just it's, yeah, this yeah. is just uncharted territory for us, and, and it doesn't happen very often. However, Liverpool's got to be like one of the best teams down a man. Um, the potential, the potential of counterattacks is so strong. It, I, I don't think teams expect it. Um, just the, the, the presence of Salah Diaz on the wings and then being able to rotate who you want on the wings at times with our six forwards that we really can put out there at any given, any given time. Yeah. Um, it, it's truly impressive and it's, it's downright scary for other teams, which Tottenham well, could have been punished I mean, for it. I mean, yeah, it, if you were to take a red card to any player in that starting 11, like Curtis Jones is probably the one you could sacrifice, right? Because you still have McAllister yeah. and Slobislaw to, to hold down the midfield. You, you know, your back line is still there. Um, your attacking line is still there. So, like, he was definitely missed. Like, I think he stays on, and, and you know, obviously it's a different game, but... It didn't look like Liverpool missed too much of a step without him out there, which, you know, I think definitely says something about Tottenham's ability. Um, at least in this game, you know, they, they'll they be happy to come away with the win, but um, I don't think they necessarily earned it. <laughs> and I guess we'll, like, we'll get on to that. But, um, I mean, yeah, Liverpool still looked, looked a threat and, um, you know, very, very quickly could have have swayed the whole tide of the game and uh well Klopp went into genius mode he, he went into his back pocket pulled out a 4-4-1 formation putting oh. Salah up top which was just I, I think expected um yeah. 
but the whole midfield, he wanted to keep the midfield wide. He didn't want to get them narrow to allow the Spurs to control the wings, which they they didn't. They simply didn't. Spurs had no yeah. control over that game when Liverpool had 10 men. I think arguably the only person I would have, if it wasn't Jones, Joe Gomez, I think could have maybe gone off to, and I think the same, yeah. we probably could have applied the same thing. I think at that point, maybe Curtis Jones would have came off too. We would have put in Trent or something, and then probably. and then we probably would have seen the same formation anyway. So, um, but that's that's not even the drama. That's that's not even the drama chat. It's just like the the drama appetizer. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. So red card happens at the twenty six minute. Mm-hmm. Liverpool's figuring themselves out. Eight minutes go by, and we just have the most beautiful counter that oh. you could possibly have down a man. Perfect, perfect pass from Salah. Great yeah. run from Diaz. Ref throws up that flag. Ball goes, great shot, great fadeaway, oh, right foot shot. angle uh, to beat the keeper. Um, immediately ruled offside. Okay, let's go to VAR really quick. Check complete. That was it. That's what happened. And I'm, of course, exaggerating a little bit because the time from the goal scored to the free kick was exactly 40 seconds. Uh-huh. Bro, I've seen VAR reviews in the 90th plus minute for 4 nil games go on longer than this. Right. Um <laughs> Yeah, this whole situation was just a goddamn mess. Like, <laughs> like, especially like now a few days removed, and like more and more info is coming oh, it's out about, hilarious about it. Like, um, so initially, I thought, I thought they, I thought the the lines judge raised his flag initially, and like that's why on field they just called it back as as offsides. Which, like, wait, well, before you go on, you're not even supposed to do that right now. If it's too close, correct, you don't yeah. put your flag up. So that, But that's what I thought initially, but then watching it back, he doesn't put his flag up. So he keeps his flag down. So that's... Oh, okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's good. But that now opens up the question of, like, his flag stayed down, as he should have. Let the play proceed. That play ends in a goal. Right? So now, on-field decision technically is goal mm-hmm. that sends it to var check because they're not var checking a random offsides call right like you you see plenty of offsides in, in a game and it you know it's they raise the flag boom done you know whatever um but because it ended in a goal and he kept his flag down as he, as he should have the var check was squarely on is this a goal that stands or was there a foul and offsides whatever in the build-up to deny the goal which my first my first reaction to watching that I thought maybe they had called a foul on Salah making his turn because they were they were tussling but it wasn't yeah. it wasn't egregious it wasn't anything crazy um, yeah. but I thought that was maybe enough to be like oh like that's why they want to look at that but then yeah. I was like okay maybe they're looking at the offside right but then no yeah. lines were drawn and then before you know publicly, it I don't know maybe in VAR they drew lines I don't I don't think so personally what we know now. I, I got some notes from Fulham Chelsea game today that led me to believe that nothing nothing happened. I, I I can quote this from our commentators. Unlike the Liverpool game, or uh, I'm sorry, like the Liverpool game, there was absence of audio lines and common sense, which just tells <laughs> me because I, and I found out commentary can hear VAR. They can't hear the ref yeah. talking back, but they can yeah. hear what VAR is saying to the ref. So. Yeah, so kind of jumping to the next well, few hours after the game, you know, PGMOL 
releases their apology, not even apology, but acknowledgement of significant human error. Um, <laughs> and they said what? Um, that they said VAR failed to intervene. But then Gary Neville, love him or hate him, came out basically refuting this statement, saying like he heard the check complete call. So like he heard the VAR side of that. So like VAR checked it. <laughs> check complete. Um, yeah. So I just it, I don't know. Like it it gets a little like um, he said he said she said after this, but like. Then it comes out that uh, the VAR was was David England. Um, he said check complete because he pulled up the offside situation, and saw it was a clear yep. onside situation. So he said check complete, thinking that Allen Fields' call was a goal, not an offside because why would it have been? We wouldn't have been checking that. <laughs> and then so that I guess that's where his check complete was going. It was like check complete, it is a goal. Um, but then again, you know, okay, you've said all that, and then you still see Tottenham now setting up to take the free kick, not from the center circle, like, uh, you're not going to, like, phone your friend down on the field and be like, hey, bro, like... Well, (laughs) so, did did you see the video of uh, uh, when that free kick was being taken, right as it started, Howard Webb was in his ear doing, like, the thousand-yard stare? Oh, so, uh, what, what fans are believing right now is that was communicated to Webb, but he was like too late like they already started play again which uh, you can go if you go watch it you see him yeah. right before and he, he does no, one no, of those no. just I, like yeah but like to i i get they want want it to be you know once play restarts like that's it too bad so sad but like this wasn't just a you know ah they should have had a corner kick and then we gave him a goal kick no it's, way. this is a, a goal that you know potentially could have changed the whole rest of the game um so i mean i just i just don't think you can you can ignore this and like if he's you know if in that video if it's like he's hearing this as tottenham's taking the free kick just blow it dead right there you know um i know we just said check complete and fans are going to be angry and all that but like but it's the right call it's the right call everyone knows it everyone that's the point of var so like get the right call so <laughs> i just I, I don't know like <sighs> who's that like, who, so this is going to happen to someone again this is this isn't like the last time this is going to happen unless things yeah. are just totally overhauled they, i mean it, it's it's a lot of the same not exact same situations but same sort of um you know missteps or miscommunications or like just failure to communicate that has been happening since var has been implemented so when is something going to actually change? And like, when is, is you, you can't just keep releasing statements and, um, you know, I guess we can come on to Liverpool's response to it, but like good on Liverpool for like, okay, we take your <laughs> statement, but like it's, we don't really it, it accept means nothing. it. Yeah. It means um, nothing. You know, and I think not only for like the clubs, but also all the fans need to just like kind of, I mean, even like Tottenham fans should really get behind Liverpool's push right now because every team is is going to be affected by a bad VAR call. So I think you got to just like band of brothers it behind Liverpool and like I don't know what'll come of it, but you know they're at least trying to to fight it and make it make it worth something more than just 
you know, your your carbon copy statement of what you put out every week. Um, <laughs> copy paste. Yeah, like I, I don't know that they can, you know, award any points to Liverpool in this or nah. or what will come in that sense. But I think there does need to be something. Something needs to change, obviously, because it's 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 the same thing every week, every season. You know, it's what what VAR call this week was was the hot topic that you know threw off the game or maybe didn't throw off the game completely but was like such an egregious like no call or bad call that we have to talk about it (laughs) i mean there were multiple this weekend there was the one against crystal and man u and then even today with fulham and chelsea tiago getting karate chopped in the back it's like (laughs) it's like what what is like it's just it's mind-boggling right now it's they, they need to overhaul this thing they need to have a bunch of nerds up in that booth who are taking their time and, and doing things with caution, I think these guys are just kind of rushing through it, not really yeah. like a hundred percent in because fragile egos in there, and you know they can never be wrong. But this time it's like they weren't even wrong; they just weren't even they just weren't. They didn't. Uh, they, they didn't follow their own process. Yeah, the protocol like, like went out the door. Like, that's that's like the lack of call or no call, whatever you want to call this, um, is an issue, obviously. But like. I think the bigger picture issue is like they have a process that they didn't even follow. Like you're not, yep. you don't check random offside. So the only thing you could have been checking was if this is a goal or not. Like, so I don't know how there's a miscommunication of the on-field ref oh, and, and, and the VAR. Like it's, it's just embarrassing at this point. Like, um, I don't know. I feel like maybe your way forward is you almost need to, to like hire Almost kind of like a, a third party of just VAR refs. Yes, right? a, a bunch like, of nerds. Get a bunch of analytical nerds in there yeah, who are, like who are not what they're trained at. And yes, just, you know you could, they obviously do need need to have some uh, I don't know refing experience, but at least uh, understanding of the rules mm-hmm. of the game, right? Um, but I think you know you keep that pretty separate. Like it doesn't you don't need to be like, hey, it's you know Chad on the field and Michael in the booth again. Oh, hey, how's it going, buddy? It's been two weeks since hey, we talked. Like, yeah, we don't need to be like friends in that way. You can keep it pretty separate and pretty. Um, Are you saying we don't need to go to the Middle East together to go ref a game forty eight hours before and then our bosses and see our bosses and then fly back and have our bosses say, hmm, you know. <laughs> Our team lost this weekend. Anyway, that's a whole another conspiracy. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I saw that, and I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm well, too peeved I, about that. Um, just because they do go into you know European games and and will rest sh- midweek. Sure, but I think the timing of the if you looked at the the, the schedule of how those refs left, traveled, refed, traveled back, very little time for any uh, rest per se, mm-hmm. and. I think lack of concentration could have definitely been affected by that traveling. Yeah. Um, it's, it is surprising that contracted refs of the premier league can then go out into other leagues and, and, and ref yeah. them it, when there's a conflict of interest there too. That, that just is so strange to me. And I don't know. I, yeah. I think that needs to be fixed. Um, yeah. I mean, that was maybe the most surprising thing that I took from that is that like, you're not, you're you're not, I guess, making enough as a Premier League ref, and like, yeah, you'll go out and do Europa or Champions League games here and there. Um, but I wouldn't think you like double dip into different leagues at the same time. Um, I, like, 
yes, you know, rule sets are generally a hundred percent, ninety nine percent the same. But like, you know, physicality in Premier League and physicality in a different league is is going to be a little bit different. Like, so then you're taking this weird kind of even more of an unknown of like how this ref is going to call the game because right. oh they they don't normally ref this league so it's you know they're going to call it how they're used to when we play like you've seen some of the CONCACAF games like they're a shit show but like <laughs> the physicality in those is just a completely different like style compared to like Premier it's, League physicality jerseys are being ripped like <laughs> people are, it looks like, like people are getting stabbed like it's so <laughs> close to that point and yeah it's it's yeah. it's a much different vibe um so yeah after that of course the Spurs score it just you know it had to be right away of course <laughs> um and I, I don't know I can't I hope Liverpool today said we want that audio, and so I'm sure there might be some corrupted files coming in soon saying, <laughs> you know, we can't send this to you, blah, 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 or AI gets yep. involved. Who knows what will happen? It's just, yep. it's 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 uncharted territory, and... Uh, it is, but, I mean, I think it's just important for pretty much everyone to just, just absolutely. back Liverpool in this. Like absolutely. It, if it hasn't affected your club yet, it's gonna make its gonna. way around. It's you. coming. Don't worry. You know, and and well, this this game in the end may not be significant. This could very well happen in like a relegation title deciding game too. Like, and yeah. th- that could be this game anyway. You know, I'm keeping I'm keeping notes of like notable things that are happening this year, and only there's only two things on this list right now. It's Matoma's goal, which is still the best goal I think of this season, and then it's yeah. gonna be Diaz's offside versus Spurs. Uh, dated 9.30. So yeah. I'm just going to keep that list right next to me, and we're just going to keep adding to that because that game could show... That could it, mean it could. everything. Yeah. Um, God, how many... Eight, seven months from now, however long it's going to yeah. be. Um, and then, I, you know, before the half, uh, Gakpo got, got tackled so hard and twisted up his leg, and immediately I was like, oh, get him out. Get him out right yeah. now. And then the dude put his life on the line. <laughs> he, I, they say he sprained his knee. It looked worse. I'm guessing something happened with his ligaments on the outside of his knee because of the way he mm. twisted. But yeah, so. d- dude gave his soul for that goal. And, yeah. you know, if this game would have ended 1-1, Liverpool legend for, for many, many years, oh, um, yeah. I think he still has the chance to do it because of I, I feel like he's now just going to be a fan favorite because he literally put his body on the line to score that goal. Crazy mm-hmm. control, crazy twist, great goal, immediately went down, yeah. um, and then we never saw him again. He was in a brace after the game. Okay. Yeah, I um, mean, yeah, he got... He he's, got out, he's out for a while. And he just was able to generate so much power on this, like, crazy, like, just twist. Like, not even like, a little, like, run around... No. <laughs> load up just just a full twist of the body and like rockets that in i yelled i yelled a little when that went in kristen was sleeping and i yelled i think i yelled pretty loud to be honest so i was was already so amped up at this point of just like like oh we could still beat these dudes like and honestly chad i thought it was gonna go that way we were looking pretty dangerous um second half starts most solid great run into the box kind of tussles with his defender Uh, i think it was I think it was Dogie again, yeah. and then ref calls him for a foul and a yellow. Nah, and nah. I've never, I have, I mean, Saul has been mad before. That's probably one of the more uh, 
angrier moments I've seen in his career with Liverpool, dude was furious. And I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, be careful, dude. He kicked the ball away, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like this, this yeah. dude might throw another red at you just because that's how we're rolling today. I mean, that that was a bad call anyway. Like, are they? both on top of each other like fighting for it yeah but you know it at the end of the day this is still a contact sport there's gonna be some pushing shoving you know jockeying all that and Salah just kind of beats the dude gets yep. the ball away i yep. think pretty fairly yep and i mean howard webber jeez, <laughs> ah, crazy dude great <laughs> absolutely crazy and then chad three minutes later Diego Jota comes on and is running behind Udogi. Just running. And Scared we still him. we still don't know. I still I've watched it so many times. I still don't know if he clipped his leg. I'm gonna guess if, he did. I'm gonna I'm gonna if, say he did. This call feels exactly like um, the David Luiz red card against Wolves um, a couple seasons ago, where he just he's running behind the opponent and the opponent's leg trails back as it does when you're running and it just like barely like minuscule touch clips the knee um which you know at speed is enough to kind of like wobble you a little bit that i didn't think was a red back then uh this i don't think if you want to call it a foul cool whatever but certainly not a yellow i how is it a yellow it, it's it's at like how? Yeah, basically, basically the halfway line it's not a break like <laughs> it wasn't tactical it he didn't even want to touch him he was running behind yeah. he wasn't even looking at him and i know we say like players understand their leg movements do yeah. if you look at the replay again he's not it's really hard to say if he really was trying to do, if he was trying to do that on purpose well done, because you did it by a fraction of a millimeter, and then he clipped his legs together and fell. I get it. That yeah. happens. Your balance gets thrown off if you're touched even by the slightest, which might have happened, but I, yeah. don't, I don't understand how that's a yellow. I don't. Yeah, I, I think especially, like, Jota basically just coming on, right? It you had know? been... Uh, he came in at half, so it had been about 20 minutes, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's not a break. It's at base of a halfway line. It he doesn't make a challenge wasn't tactical. on the man or anything. You know, it, it just, it was essentially just a coming together, right? If there was a touch and we'll say there was just for, I don't know, <laughs> sports sake, but um, I just don't think you can give a yellow for that. Like if you want to call it a foul, cool, but certainly not, not yellow worthy in my eyes. <laughs> and then one minute later I mean and but this is the thing is like Jota gets that yellow he has to understand he has to play a little bit smarter a little bit more control agreed. now agreed um, especially seeing like how soft that first yellow was for sure <laughs> and I get I get you know Klopp is probably in the dressing room at halftime like getting the guys pumped up and um, you know adrenaline's pumping you know they're they're feeling up to it they they're in this game still, you know, down a man and, and probably feeling like the better side for oh, much of it. 100%. But, man, he just he goes a little too desperate on that tackle. And, like, that one, I, to. I'm, I'm fine with being a yellow. Yep. Unfortunately, on the back of that other foul, like, it feels like a very harsh second yellow. But it's a yellow. It was a card. If that, if that would have happened first. See, here, yeah. reverse these instances. Okay. Sure. Give him the yellow. I bet the second one is not a yellow. 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if, if, you know, refing team just had a better angle than all the cameras did for that first foul, or they wanted to just kind of to stamp their their name know, on the man. game a little bit more. But. I don't know. I saw a lot of angles. And it, it is funny you bring up the camera angles, though, because Neville said it seems like this year there's less camera angles for the commentators to see when a play is happening. He said, he's like, he said like it's gotten worse for us. Yeah. Um, hmm. So I, I found that to be an interesting statement he made because I was, I was yeah. all over post-game. You, I, I don't watch <laughs> post-games very often, but this one yeah. I was like, oh, we're sticking around. We're going to watch all of it. And <laughs> and I did, and uh, it was painful every second of it. But then, yeah. and then Klopp made some wonderful changes yet again. Um, mm-hmm. You know, nine playing nine men against twelve. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, Arnold came on uh, TAA and just oh man, he's so fucking good. It was so good. Um, he played great. Endo played great. Which by the way, Endo got slapped in the face. I don't know if anyone saw that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think. I think. Did they get a red? I think someone got a yellow for it, but the way it was motioned, they were saying that could have been a red too. Again, all these things, it could have, could have, should have, whatever. I, I, yeah. If that would have been a red there too against my team, like if it was me, I would be like, okay, that's harsh. But also, he yeah. did put a hand to a face and shove him like that. Whatever. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Robinson had a, a, a pretty hard foul against... Oh man, I don't remember. I don't remember who he made the foul on. It might have been Richarlison, but then the foul was made. The whistle was blown. He kind of keeps going, and then Romero just comes in and freaking mm. hacks him like yeah. crazy. And of course, Romero doesn't get a card for it because the play's dead. But I'm like, but the play is like it, it's 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 alive. The game is yeah. alive, <laughs> and nothing happened there. And Robertson looked pretty hurt. Um, and then you know. Tired legs, heavy legs. Spurs finally did what they should have probably been doing as soon as they went up a man, is playing wide and crossing yeah. the ball in and just seeing what could happen. They didn't do that until like the 93rd, 94th minute of the game, yeah. which is shocking. They, they offered like zero creativity against a nine-man team. And I get like at that point, you know, Liverpool is very compact in their defense and crowding the box, so it's hard to break down. But... Like, if if a Spurs fan could like take a step back and and watch that performance, I think I don't think you'd be disappointed, but I think you would kind of ask questions of like, okay, it's, it's yes, it's Liverpool. They're still a strong team, even down two two guys. But like, how are we not like breaking them down and getting more chances? Right? Like they they took a few longer shots, a few easy shots, like. Allison much. made some incredible saves sure. in this game, but he, he also had a lot of easy saves to make, too. Yep. Right at him. So, yeah, so it's like you're not offering a whole lot, um, and, you know, this is this is your best chance to capitalize on, on a Liverpool team is, is up two guys plus the refing team, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean... Like you said, tired leg, tired minds, just kind of uh, could have been anyone. You were you were defending, you know, at least a guy down for what, like seventy minutes mm-hmm. at that point, and then you know it gets a little bit worse. Thirty and, minutes down too. Yeah. And so then, um, and and j- that whole backline plays so good. That whole game. Oh yeah. yeah. It, it was it was an unbelievable uh, showing. I think if anything, this game just proved that. Y'all better watch out when we're 11 
um, <laughs> because we're tough as hell when there's nine. So I hope the mentality sticks. I think Klopp did a great sure. job post-game. Um, you know, I think Matip felt terrible. But again, like, it could have been, it literally could have yeah. been anyone. It could have been any yeah. deflection. Um, I thought Tottenham's celebration was kind of hilarious. The, the, the shirts coming off, the, I don't know. It was just, I, I, I ain't I mad mean, about them celebrating because, yeah, they, they won and everything, but it was just. Yeah. I mean, like. I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm cool with the team celebrating, you know, a goal and a win, however they get it. But for, for Pedro Porro to pull his shirt off. That and, was like, great. Up, like, like, yeah, he put the cross in, but, like, that's, like, a messy move of, like, I just fucking <laughs> stomped on your team. Here's my name. Pedro Porro did not do that. Like, no. No. <laughs> He played all right, but he, yeah, no, yeah. nothing. Oh, yeah. Overall, I thought he played fine, but, and, and yeah, he had the, the winning cross, but, you know, if, if, if Joel's foot is angled slightly different, it's just a clearance and the game probably ends. If Joel just didn't exist for that moment in time, Virgil would have hit it out. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that, that, that meant it was, it was just unfortunate timing. He could have been a step behind, a step forward. He literally was in the perfect place at the perfect time to get an own goal. Yeah, it happens. It's it's a mistake. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. not even bad positioning. It's it, he no, was he was no, in a good spot. It was just unlucky, and that happens. That's that's. I mean, that's I footy. Mean, yeah. It's you know, Joel is is what uh, thirty two, so he's like kind of on that upper end of, of his career. Yep. He, he's he's putting a big effort in in this game. You know, for yeah, seventy minutes down one, another thirty down two. Like, dude was for sure tired, like the rest of the, of the back line, but. I mean, yeah. If it wasn't Joel, it, it could have been. It could have been Virgil. It could have been any random deflection. Um, it's just you know, it came at that heartbreak time of there's no time to respond. Matip has been playing top flight football since 2009. Yeah, dude's been around. <laughs> I remember he, he he came to Liverpool and I was like, oh, you know, he'll be there a year or two and then you know go off to it's I don't been, know some smaller team, it's been eight years, league something. And then yeah, he's just still here and he's still like. Right when you think he's like, he ha- picks up an injury and you're like, ah, well, he's probably done. And then he comes back and he's just like, back on the starting 11. Here we go. Keep him forever <laughs> at this point. Yeah. I, I, the team loves him. Klopp loves him. Uh, Klopp, I think, definitely made him feel, uh, you know, not, not, don't worry about this one. Like, this is, this is one game yeah. in September. We got yeah. a long way to go. So, uh, yeah. you know. And I, I think he can benefit too from like, there was all this other controversy in this game, um, so like that's already going to take so much focus off of oh, off of him. This is like uh, six pegs down on like things yeah. to worry about on this game. That is the least of yeah. my worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll be back. Don't I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you I, see the video of uh, uh, Darwin walking into the tunnel? Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I love Nunez right now. He he was he was on the sideline talking to Klopp. I am sure he was jonesing to get into this game. And it wasn't the move. It just there's no there it just wasn't the right move to make at that time. I mean that the the point was coming. We were so close. Um now he's I would have liked to see him get out there, but you know, once Jota goes off, like you have to defend. Yep. You, You can't. I think I else. think he would have came on for Diaz if we were down yeah. just one. It would have happened, I think. Um, probably really close to that time, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, now I think next game it's going to be Nunez, Sala, and Diaz up front, which I'm like 
we haven't really seen it yet. Everyone's been kind of getting fit yeah. and getting ready. And I think this is now a lock since Gakpo is going to be out at least, at least they're saying two months. Yeah. Um, and Jota is going to have his ban, which, you know, we'll see what the, what the appeal looks like there. They're appealing Jones's red card. Um, we're not accepting the PGMOL's apology. Uh, you could shove it. And well, it wasn't really an apology anyway. It's just an acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, as Klopp would say, an acknowledgement doesn't mean points. Yep, and yep, yep. Uh, and we go on. <laughs> Brighton next. Whew. Which I we're gonna be we're hungry. This is. Whew. I wouldn't want to face this after this game. <laughs> if, if I'm Brighton, especially after. Segway. Wow, it went down for them this week. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to be facing this Liverpool team next. <laughs> Dude, what happened to Brighton? Oof. Uh, you know, I almost got up for this game, and then I was like, I feel like that should be an easy Brighton win. Like, Villa oh, might put you up thought a- easy. Oh. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, just cause, like they've been playing pretty well, and, you know, Villa was, like, certainly coming into their, their game, but um, wasn't really, like, firing on all cylinders. Like, Ollie Watkins still wasn't really getting the goals that we would expect from him and all that. Um, so I didn't wake up for it. And then, you know, woke up for the, the Arsenal game. And um, I think you had posted a message of, like, something about Aston Villa. And then I was like, let me go check the score. And I was like, 6-1? What yeah. the hell? Yeah. So I, I woke up at, like, 6.33. So three or four minutes are passing by. And and it was, like, pretty, I don't know, normal start of the game. You know, Villa caught a break, got the goal. And then... It was like from that point on, Brighton looked like headless chickens running around. And I'm not even <laughs> like, it just got worse and worse yeah. and worse. And Ashton Villa just hadn't like, they were like snowballing in the best way possible of just becoming yeah. better and better and better. <laughs> and, you know, Chad, I, I even, my my notes for uh, for our podcast, if things would have gone the way it was supposed to go. My top four would have been almost pretty accurate besides Chelsea. It would have been Liverpool 1, Man City 2, Ashton Villa 3. And then, of course, all this shit happened. <laughs> but I was like, this is kind of the team that I expected to, to, to be to be rolling. Yeah. And, um, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say, like, things are clicking for them. But to beat Brighton, who's been yeah, arguably I mean, the one of the better teams, is impressive. They Brighton, they're kind of, I guess... Uh, a little bit like hot and cold, yeah, right? Like very they, hot and they, cold. They, they, they're either like really on a game or they just like they take it off. Don't really perform. Like I don't know what's causing that, but um, you know, I went back and watched the highlights of this one, and it just seemed like so much just like poor passing from Brighton, just like lazy defending, just you know, the own goal is is or those are always hard, like mm-hmm. unfortunate, but like all these just kind of running through your team For and like. Yeah. All these other, all these other balls are just like being picked up from bad passes or like lazy possessions and stuff. And she's like, that Brighton team doesn't look like the same Brighton team that we've seen in like the previous five, six games. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. But you know, Villa looks great and good on them to to capitalize on on a weakened team at that time and. Mm-hmm. You know, put the put the hurt on, and you know, if this gets everyone now on on jump started and and gets this villa team actually playing how we thought they could play then all right more challengers i I think it'll happen they're running games 
are, I, they're in favor. I think the big one's going to be West Ham, uh, October 22nd. But they got the Wolves next, then Luton, then Forest, and then Fulham, and then Tottenham uh, on Thanksgiving. So that'll be the game. That'll be a fun one to watch. But yeah. I think the West Ham, the West Ham Villa one will be a good one. But everything else, I think, I don't know if they show this performance every week. Good, good luck teams because yeah. they look good. Emery was pumped after every goal. I think <laughs> after the own goal, it finally like started to like come down a little. The first two Watkins, yeah. Watkins ones, he was fired up for. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was that was an impressive six thirty a.m. Yeah. victory uh, that I got to t- <laughs> tune in for. I think after a little after halftime, I I. I I think when they got their fourth, actually, that's when I started to like fall back asleep again. So I was like, I got, I got, I got a big day here. And then uh, I, I watched um, Arsenal put up a great, great performance. Uh, I don't yeah. think we were surprised by it, but they definitely showed Bournemouth. You know yeah, that I, mean, I, that Bournemouth probably isn't here to stay. Uh, yeah, it, it seems. I mean, a lot of a lot of the pretty much all the goals, I guess, were born out of just defensive errors from Bournemouth. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I think it was just overall, like, a pretty professional display from Arsenal. Like, didn't really let a lot come their way, controlled the game well, you know, got their goals, made the PKs, gave Havertz the ball to to get his PK. How nervous were you for that? A little bit nervous. And, (laughs) you know, had that been... Not the the 3-0 goal, maybe a a 1-0, 2-0. I don't think he would have got handed that. (laughs) But, you know, they they had some some cushion in there, so they felt okay to hand him that, which, um, you know, is good. Like, hopefully that kind of gets some pressure off of Havertz and and lets him kind of play a little bit more freely or, I don't know, feel more in the team and, you know, the fans – sang him a little song and everything. Bro, I was they sang that for a long time. He had a good old <laughs> smile on his face. I thought I thought it was a great, great gesture um, <laughs> by Odegaard and Saka because those are usually the guys taking the PKs and they kind of, yeah. you know, swapping back and forth, which I like. I like that yeah. idea. I like that they're throwing, you know, keepers. Uh, it's not going to be the same every time, especially in the same yeah. game. I feel like when you see someone take a PK once, you got to be like kind of on your toes again on what's going to happen next. But yeah. Um, I thought that was a brilliant move. His yellow card early, I was going, uh, it's going to be another shit day for him. And uh, it was cool to see him get a goal. You know, little things like that, little confidence builders go such a long way. Yeah. And and any type of positivity that they could basically hand to him um, is great. I mean, when I watch him play midfield, he's really good. He controls the ball really well. His touch is really nice. It's. I think he still has this Chelsea mindset. I got a message from from Zenip during the middle of the game. He goes, "Dude, why is Havertz a bot when he's in the box?" I was like, "Cause he's got Chelsea DNA in him still. Like it's gotta. <laughs> it's gotta go away. He's gotta adapt. Yeah. He's gotta learn. It's only been two months. Like that's not a lot of time. Yeah. Um. He's only twenty four. I think twenty four. Yeah. Which is crazy young. Uh, yeah. Twenty four years I, I mean, old. You know, um, Granite Jaka was just talking the other day. He said, you know, it took him pretty much a full year under mm-hmm. Arteta to, to, like, really grasp what Arteta wanted from him and, and the role to play. And, like, you know, granted, they're, they're Jaka and Havertz are coming from kind of different positional backgrounds, I yeah. guess. Um, so Havertz should pick that up a little quicker. Um, and I think we're you're seeing... 
it's like it's like early Darwin Nunez. Like he's making a lot mm. of good movements and getting in a lot of good positions. He honestly makes a lot of runs that just don't get seen or or maybe it's intended to not get seen by the team and it's just to like drag the defensive line yeah, back. Gravity, yeah, yeah. Um so he he is contributing a lot, um, whether, you know, on stats it, it looks that way or not. But, you know, there's still room to improve for him. He's He's got to start getting some goals um, or at least some assists from, from that midfield area. Um, you know, it's he's got it in him. It just, you got to, gotta, yeah, pull off the, the Chelsea, like, yep. <laughs> I don't know, like layers that he has on him. It's like and, slime, dude. It takes forever yeah, to get you yeah. off you. Yeah, um, but, um, you know, the, the Bournemouth last year away was where Saliba's chant came from. Yeah. So, you go to Bournemouth, you get a great new song. <laughs> That's a great... Y'all need to stick with that tradition. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, who, like, came up with this one or... or... Well, I want to say I heard this one a lot... I don't want to say a long it, time no, ago. It, it, it was around, right? It, the, the song itself has been around, but um, to, like, attribute it to, to Kai Havertz and stuff, I don't know if... The fans have just been sitting on it, or it was like a day of sort of thing, or or what? But um, yeah, you know, my, good to see him, him him getting the love. You know? Yeah, it, it's it's finally coming into uh, fruition for him. My favorite part was you could hear that chant like loud through our speakers, but the whole stadium looked so sad. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that mic yeah. must be right next to the Arsenal supporters, which is just oh, I found it pretty uh, funny. I mean, yeah, I, I think, you know, Bournemouth has looked pretty rough this season so far. Um, I think this might be the firing alert. I think I think it's going to happen. Yeah, you're you're still no wins. You know, now you're even you roll under up. Luton. You know, it, it's, it's not a great look by any means. Um, still, like, my only, my only little niggle with this, this, game is Arteta and his like ability to use subs <laughs> he no doesn't they, like to do it when, when did they happen so where Arsenal's up 3-0 at, at 53 minutes no subs come in till 69 it's a long time so like I get you want to just be dominant and like really kill games and a 3-0 lead is is very dangerous like we all know but <laughs> um <laughs> I, I you know Sokka's been not injured, but picking up some pretty hard knocks. So, like, let's get him off early and rest him ahead of, I don't know, he'll probably play in the Champions League game because he plays every every game, but, like, especially ahead of the City game at the weekend, like, let's get him off, get him some rest, you know. Let's get Smith Rowe out there earlier to get him more time to try and get into the team more. You know, just start rotating these guys a little bit more. Um, at, like, you have the the skill and strength on the bench now that you should feel confident especially three nil up to like swap some guys and you if have you depth. don't you have so much depth yeah. and, and, and if you don't then it's going to be you know a, a rehashing of last year where you get towards the end of the season and, and guys are just tired because they've been Bring playing every mm-hmm. single game and like you're still in champions league you're still in you know fa cup you're still in the league cup so like you're in all these competitions I think he's got to just he's got to learn to start rotating sooner and just a little bit smarter. I personally think y'all should really I don't want to say th- throw your Champions League game this week, but I don't think y'all should be playing your your core group. There's no yeah. 
I don't. You're playing Lens. They're fifteenth yeah. in League One. They're not yeah. I, it's crazy. They made Champions League to begin with. Mm-hmm. You have arguably the biggest game of your season next weekend. I mean, if not biggest that one, game. it'll be the one in in April. But like this is, this is also the time to kind of come up against the city team. No Rodri, no De Bruyne. Sure, they're coming off a Wolves loss, so they might be a little more amped up. I don't know, Chad. They look... But, I mean, that's the thing. is like, without Rodri, they seem very destabilized. You know, they, they do have a, quite a bit of injuries. They're playing Oscar Bob, whoever the heck that guy is. <laughs> Great name still. Great name. <laughs> I was sitting there watching that game, and I was like, Bob, what's his first name? What's his first name? <laughs> Oscar Bob on the ball. I was like, Oscar Bob, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I hope he... I hope Arteta does a pretty heavy rotation for the midweek. Um, I feel like Sokka's going to start because he just puts him in every single game. It's a bad move. I feel like you can bring him. You know, if, if you want to throw him on for the last 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, just kind of like, you know, keep his legs in, in match mode and, and all that, like, cool. But, um, you know, really, I think this should be, uh, you know, you, you got Reese Nelson, you got Smith Rowe. You know, maybe give Havertz some time up top. I wouldn't be surprised to see Havertz start up top against City. Um, they, he did in the uh, Community Shield and, you know, performed pretty well there. Um, you know, just rotate the guys. Like, you got you got the strength and depth now. And, you know, you got to, as much as you want to take it game by game, you do have to look ahead at least a little bit here and... and you know, if you play soccer in this game and he takes a bad fall or a bad uh, challenge and misses the city game, like the whole EPL will be up. will be so pissed at Arteta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this so. isn't just about Arsenal. This is about the 19 other teams exactly. here. Okay, don't don't <laughs> screw this up, Mikel. <laughs> Jeez. Exactly. So yeah, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. No, but what do you? So we haven't had a chance to talk about the Raya Ramsdale situation. Mm. Uh, how do you feel about this? Because I saw his, uh, I saw uh, Arteta meeting Reyes' family, and boy, let me tell you, he was chatting up to them in Spanish and you know giving yeah, a gift yeah. to his grandpa. And I was like, I, I don't know if he did that for Aaron. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, I don't I don't know how the gift exchange went, but um, did you not you see? Know, did you see that clip though of him meeting? I, I saw that okay, clip, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if Ramsdale's family got yeah. anything. They probably got a card at least. You know, I would hope. <laughs> yeah um it's it's one of those like good problems to have i guess like you do have two solid keepers um i think i'm with a lot of the arsenal fan base in that it would have been nice to see ramsdale start the last champions league game since he's the one that like was with the team Mm. to get them back into champions league so it would have been at least a nice gesture in that way of like you got us back Mm. here so you know i i think he'll play tomorrow so he'll get his his champions league game anyway um, but you know, even that couple seasons ago when we picked up Ramsdale, David Raya was like the number one choice, but I think he was just too expensive at that point. I think he had just signed um, a new deal with Brentford. Yep. Um, so it just, it didn't work out. Um, and you know, it, it, he seems a little bit more comfortable on the ball and like passing out of the back. Um, I think he, oh, I forget the stat that I just read earlier today, but he made, I want to say like 52 passes or something in the the um, Bournemouth game, whereas Ramsdale's like highest ever 
was like 22 wow. or something like that. So, you know, he's he's affecting the game in a bigger way than Ramsdale has done. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it's too early to side with one or the other for me, but, um, I, you know, recency bias feels like David Rye is the better choice only because we haven't seen him make any sort of big mistakes or blunders, whereas, like, we've seen Ramsdale for a few seasons and, like, we've seen the few mistakes that can come out of him um but i, I don't know like i, I it, it's for, for me it's a good problem to have um it, it's got to be tough to balance that you know especially in that keeper position where it's generally like you are number one and starting every game and sure uh, now you're trying to like kind of have two number ones I don't okay know. but that has not worked out great for brighton no <laughs> <laughs> and no, and but, but also the communication I don't think it was very clear and it's the same thing that happened last year too um with Sanchez. So I I hope Arsenal doesn't go the Brighton way of confusing yeah. their keepers cuz you know reading the statement from Steele he was like coach is going with what he feels like and the coach even said like it's going to go every other game we're switching which yeah. the games they have been switching they haven't won more than one in a row. Yeah. We're going to track this. Steele went in last game. They lost 6-1. He was there the game before, and then the game prior was, uh, God, I don't remember his name. The Dutch dude. We'll call him Fleck, that for now. Flecken or something. Is he Dutch or Belgian? I think he's, actually, he might be Belgian. Uh, he won one and lost one, and the game he the game they lost, he looked so out of place. That was when he made the Sunday League, like, half touch and lost the ball, and they scored on him. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think, it's, I think it is key, just communication. And the stat, the stat was Rhea had 51 passes last game, and Ramsdale had in the, the four starts he had 21 combined. So, a huge. Oh, so see, yeah, even bigger. Huge, yeah. huge difference. Um, I think when you can have a keeper who's that calm and, and great with his feet, it, it, it just makes your back line so much better because you can control the ball. You don't have to boot it up the field every time, which is why I think, you know, Pep loves Ederson. I think we... I think he is overrated as a keeper, but in yeah. terms of Man City, you don't need to be a keeper that often. You just need to be a sure, yeah. a good a good player with your feet, um, which is why I think he isn't starting for Brazil because Brazil's defense is just so shaky, and they need Alisson back there. So, keeper is an interesting position. Uh, yep. When you don't play a lot, your skills can diminish really quick. So to have two of them go at the same time, it definitely, it's a new trend that I think we're, I don't want to call it a trend, a new strategy that we think we're maybe getting into. And Arteta, yeah. Arteta tries to get big brain though. He's like, I'm my sub in a keeper at the 60th minute, which I'm like, that's, I don't a, think he's ever I, do it. that's a terrible idea in my opinion. In my opinion, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. I mean, like, like you've seen the guys that get subbed on to be like, oh, well, he's the penalty stopper. And then they don't stop a single penalty. So it feels like that same sort of thing of like, to get subbed into a game it's already going to take some time to kind of like feel the game and get into it yeah and unfortunately in the keeper position you don't you aren't really afforded a mistake right like a mistake results in you letting a goal in which i guess at that point you shouldn't have because the other keeper wasn't good enough or wasn't doing what he was supposed to or something i don't know but yeah i don't i don't imagine we'll see arteta do it but he does like to go a little bit big brain sometimes when he shouldn't, <laughs> and ridiculous. he could do it. 
I mean, I'm here for it. It's good content. Yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. as a fan, you got to be scratched. I can't. I can't wait till it happens. It's gonna be like 75th minutes. But I don't like how we're playing. And yeah. I, you know, I don't know who is the better shot stopper, Ramsdale or Rhea? Um, hard to say. I think their shot stopping, like stat wise, is pretty similar. Um, I think Ramsdale just has a little bit more of a tendency to make a mistake or mm. like an error. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, yeah, they're they're fairly similar in in their abilities. Um, you know, we've seen we've seen David Raya like make some great saves, just like Ramsdale. Yeah. Um, but I think for like the the footwork and passing alone is Arteta's you know main kind of focus in in the keeping position. Okay. All right. Well, I just wanted to get your thoughts because you know. Yeah, it's it. No other team. Uh, no, not a lot of teams yeah, are going through this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I don't can't think of one other besides Brighton. But Brighton's I mean, different. I think Brighton's, Brighton's different. the only one. But it, it's yeah, not even the same sort of competition. It's just like we're gonna play both. <laughs> like I don't think they they don't have a direction they're trying to go. They're just I don't think they know. I don't think they he know just, what like, they want to do. Flips a coin each match. Day. That's what it feels. <laughs> that's what it looks like. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Um, okay, so Luton caught their first Premier League win against Everton. Yeah. Surprised? Eh, maybe a little. Yeah. Especially after Everton just came in and smoked Brentford. Yeah. Um, I loved the Tom Lockyer goal. Credit mm-hmm. to him, getting his team up, getting the, the, the kind of the, the kicker to their season. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if this game is enough for a couple, a couple things in this game. I don't know if this is enough to get Luton out of regulation. Uh, obviously not. They're still there. But I don't think I don't think they'll survive this season still. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Son, Sean Dyche is going to get fired after losing this game. Or, or I think he's there for the rest of the season because Everton's financial situation is so shitty. Yeah. Um, and I just think, you know, we know Dyche is the relegation fighter. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, Everton's going to stay above that zone. Yeah. Um, it's not looking great for them. Are they in it right no. now? Are they 17? No, no, no. They're out. They're um, out. Uh, what? Yeah, 16. Well, well, they're there. Tied with Luton, <laughs> they're, they're right there. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. They far. They're not in a great spot, but yeah, I think you have, you have a manager in there who's, you know, kept a, a scrappy Burnley side up in the Premier League for however many seasons it was. You know, he somehow kept Everton alive last mm. season. Um, I think you probably ride it out. He, he can he can get those really scrappy wins when it's really needed. It might not be the most exciting season uh, mm. as an Everton fan, but no. <laughs> you know, you, your your club itself is in this weird like limbo of like kind of maybe getting sold and like maybe we just don't have money but then like we're getting a new stadium and it's it's a whole like, bro you're about to be out of the league <laughs> yeah it's a it's a whole bigger mess so i think i think they're trying to just kind of keep it as stable as possible so you know keeping dice in there um he'll figure something out he always does somehow it but... won't be until like march no, that's, yeah. that's what they got to put up. I mean, they got Merseyside Derby's in two weeks. Yeah, you're not shooting up the table or anything, but you know, I, I think considering how, I mean, Luton has been growing into the Premier League. I don't think they're going to do enough to stay up. You know, Sheffield's looked pretty terrible. Burnley is like they have these brief little moments where they look like they're okay, but they're just not really getting it together. 
Um, and, you know, Bournemouth is, like, kind of the biggest question mark right now of you didn't lose a whole lot of talent, but you're just, you're not performing any, mm-hmm. anymore. Um, but, I mean, yeah, this game, you know, Everton's defense just looked a little static, I guess. Like, that first goal, no one really follows it in, and, you know, Lockyer has a, a pretty easy little tap in there. Um, Morris just floats off the back of your defensive line, and yep. a great goal for, for him. Uh, but, you know, a defender should be tracking him, and, you know, Dyche will, will pound that into the guys, I'm sure, in, in training, but... Um, yeah, nice to see Luton get a win, and you know, especially away from home, like that's that's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think this game would end in a win. I thought it would be a draw, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so kudos to them, first uh, first yeah. league win, and God knows how long have they ever been in Premier League before? I don't know uh, that one. I feel like they probably have, but it's been decades. I don't, know if, I don't know if they've been in since it's been Premier League. They might have been in when it was like okay. Division one or whatever back in the day. Um, well, regardless, they beat Everton, who has been around forever. Um, and then the one, I guess we could talk a little bit about Man U. Um, so happy they lost. Uh, yeah, yeah. Crystal Palace, they fought and fought and fought. However, little VAR situation there with the handball. Uh, a referee, a former referee talked about this, and he said, oh, that player's arm was tucked. A hundred percent, which no, mm-hmm. no, it was not tucked. So I don't know. It just shows like what's happening, what's happening with this handball rule. Like, I mean, that, I hate it. That handball rule has been like such a gray area for so long. And I think especially in the VAR era, it's like, it's, it's the loudest color of gray area. It could be now because you slow everything down and you, you, you know, you see these replays now, whereas before is, you know, everything's just, judged live so if it gets missed that that okay whatever then we see the replay and it's like okay well yeah it was but whatever but now it's like you're expecting that to fall a certain way and then it doesn't um yeah i mean i'm okay with a united loss either way but um, four and seven you know i think you got to give big props to anderson for that that goal that was a pretty sweet goal <laughs> so cute it's a nice little swing at it and yep. powers at home and but like overall like it it seemed like both sides were just like kind of pretty bad <laughs> they're a n- ninth and tenth place team in the table yeah, like that's kind of kind of how i expected it yeah yeah it's, it didn't look like anyone really deserved a win in it but um you know sometimes you just take a little luck and yep anderson's on fire this season so i know crazy crazy all right um Let's do uh, Newcastle Burnley. Pretty straightforward game there. Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about. A um, couple injuries I, though for Newcastle. I think that's probably oh, the, the highlight. Joe Linton went out. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. No Harvey Barnes. He's going to be out till the new year. Oh. Wow. Um, Botman is out until mid October. He's. Uh, I thought he just came back. He did, and they got hurt again. Oof. So and then Callum Wilson was uh, having some hamstring problems too. So um, they're definitely feeling it right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this was uh, you know pretty run of the mill game for yeah. them. I think um, we talk about it more. Burnley drew or won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but... they like yeah. Everyone expected Newcastle to win. Um, 
but you know they they don't have an easy schedule coming up. So with these injuries, it could get tricky. Like they got PSG on Wednesday, uh, West Ham at the weekends, and they got Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dortmund, Wolves, United. So like, I don't know. Depending how long some of these injured players are out, it. it could be a, uh, a rough few weeks for them. Um, but, I mean, yeah, this game was kind of like their last game. I didn't really take much from it. Like, nope. should have won, and you did. <laughs> Good job. You beat a bottom three team. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Wolves in City, Chad. The Wolves did it. I know we kind of talked about it in the beginning of the pod, but um, great showing. Great, oh, yeah. great, uh word I'm looking for here, uh, Team leadership by Neto. I mm. thought. I thought after that first goal they got, you know, he was telling the crowd to calm down because they've yeah. got a long way to go. Oh yeah. Um, but Neto was amazing. I know. I saw some rumors Arsenal's looking at him, which I think is a great yeah. piece to fit on that team. Yeah, Arsenal looked at him. Uh, I guess maybe a season or so ago now, but then he tore his ACL or something like right when they were like kind of looking at him so then that okay. kind of fell apart but um, yeah he's definitely a, a, a great player and like yeah his his drive to just kind of pretty much force that first goal yep. um, was great you know it created some chaos in the back line for City and uh, you know to, to still put the ball away in the net was, was against a City side you know it is always a, a good goal um yeah, you know, he, he was on fire, and I think maybe uh, Pep's pre-match conference kind of just uh, gassed up the whole Wolves team. <laughs> I think it did. I think it for sure did. Uh, he tried to act like this team was going to be the easiest out of these next three games they play, mm-hmm. and um, they showed up. They yeah. did. They, they came out They right from the start. I watched... I watched this entire game while I had Arsenal. I had Arsenal on the TV, and I had this game on the laptop. Once, mm. once Arsenal went up, I think three nil by the 80th minute. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I got, I got to turn on the City game. <laughs> I was like, this is the mo- this is more important at this point yeah, yeah. for all of us. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, to see the game winner and how much they fought for that goal, um, it was a shot, block shot. The 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 play they never uh, stopped fighting for that second goal, yeah. and I think I think that motivation is just going to keep kind of leading the wolves to find yeah. a successful little run they're on right now. Um, I yeah. Mean, I, I mean that, that second goal is like, it's really, um, incredible awareness from, I think Cunha makes the assist. Um, cause how many, how many times have you seen like a ball fall to a player like that with their back to goal and they just want to try and like gack poet, like turn and shoot. Yeah. And had he done that, I think that 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 saved. Like, I don't think he would have got the power on it. And I think there was well, like the keeper plus a player, maybe. I two think there were two because kind of Walker uh, was on the t- on the goal line. Yeah. He got yeah. ahead to it, but that ball was hit so yeah. frick- it could have taken his head off. So like, for him to to just lay that ball off to uh, Huang He Chen. Wang He Chan, yeah. Um, I had it written down. I was just trying to find it. Um, it was, yeah, just great awareness, super smart play. Um, you know, it, I think that just kind of shows like where Wolves was at in this game is like they didn't feel so um, 
like maybe frantic or rushed to try and get the goal. They were they were okay to like take a, a breath and like take a moment to find the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, if to break down a a, a city back line twice, yep. you know, it is great. Especially like you know, Alvarez gets the the free kick to um, tie it up. Great, yeah, free kick. great goal. Um, so I mean, to to go ahead, level it up, and like still come back and get another goal and 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 take the win is. Um, it's a, that's a great day, you know, especially to kind of not that like Pep was saying like too much, but to, just to like shut them up a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and City became frantic. Um, there were a yeah. couple opportunities for the Wolves to go cramp FC on them, and and City was like, we're, we're the ones who usually do this. Like, and I could, <laughs> and, and the funniest moment for me was Deku pushing uh, Chan out of bounds as he was his hammy or whatever was cramping up, and he's literally rolling him off the pitch, <laughs> and it was the funniest thing. And, and of course, he was fighting him a little bit. Uh, it was just funny. It was. It, I love seeing City struggle. We get to see it maybe a couple times a year, and I feel like that's yeah. almost too much. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a rare occurrence, and it's usually Liverpool or a team in the Champions League doing it. No offense to everyone else. That's just kind of yeah. how it's gone the last couple well, of years. Tottenham, they struggle. Oh, yeah, Tottenham. Tottenham and Newcastle every now and then as well, yeah. but, but not a whole lot. So it was, it was a wonderful sight, and who knows? We might get to see it for uh, a couple more weeks. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean – it's just it's one of those teams where it's just like something bad happens to it and literally everyone cheers <laughs> we can all come together for one yeah, common you know finally com- for one common thing we can hate <laughs> yep all right well uh hope hope for the uh downfall of city in the next couple weeks too yes uh yeah. west ham got it done against sheffield another bowen goal um, dude's yeah. on fire. Uh, Kufal, though, I gotta say, it's that connection. I think is the real secret sauce right now. Kufal's, he's nice. Mm-hmm. Thirty-two year old wingback. You don't see that. There's not a lot of older wingbacks out there right now. Yeah. Um, he's playing really good. And then Susek, somehow this six foot seven man ran through the Sheffield <laughs> defense and 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 was able to <laughs> slot one through. It looks he he runs. It's like a Peter Crouch just because you're tall, lanky, got a really long yeah, neck. Yeah. Uh, it's just so <laughs> funny to see on the pitch. It's like you should not be up there, but yeah, there he is. He just kind of yeah snuck his way through and tapped it in, so that was nice. <laughs> yeah, but not a whole lot going on. I mean, we all expected yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Forrest and Brentford, weird game. We all thought mm-hmm. you know Brentford was kind of going to run away with it. Then late goal by Forrest. Matt Turner looking a little suspect there. I think probably should have got a uh, a PK for Brentford. Kind of just clipped his player. Um, Again, VAR, not a whole lot going on with that call. Don't know why they didn't call that a PK. We've seen that before. Yeah, we've definitely seen it before. I feel like this is like a... uh, um, If we just, like, avoid the call, like, there will be some controversy, but, like... If we make the call, then it might be more controversial just because, like, then people will really argue about it. Where if we make no call, it might just kind of, like, yeah. <laughs> fly by the wayside. That's, um, that's kind of what happened. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think he definitely got away with it. But, um, you know, yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> and then the game that we thought 
I thought maybe Fulham would get it done against Chelsea. You take one minute out of that game, and it's a nil-nil game. Um, Mudrik finally did something, kind of the first real thing we've seen from him. And argue, you know, he kind of looked good. I won't lie. He looked good today. It's against a Fulham team who, on our notes, are getting relegated, which, uh, where are they sitting right now? Mm, 13th, 8 points. I think they might be okay, but they're going to be low. It's crazy. They're five points out of relegation. Like, yeah, they might survive. It's just like, (laughs) that's just how bad the bottom six really, bottom five is. Um, And then the unfortunate weird slot ball for the Brogia goal. Um, But the the few things that I learned that game was every VAR uh, occurrence that came up, they were very, very careful with their wording. It was check complete, check complete, and then explanation of what is complete. Not just check complete. So when the goal was scored, check complete, it is a goal. Uh, Check complete, that is offsides. It is is elaborating on what they are talking about. Um, The commentary was also kind of funny in the terms of every time VAR was brought up, they were saying, well, you know... We can't go the Liverpool way, blah, blah, blah. But then when this whole situation with Pereira and, and Silva came up, commentary was very uh, pro Pereira saying that, uh, you know, just get on with the play. He was just letting Tiago know he was there, which mm. Pereira karate chopped Tiago in the middle of the back. Yeah. I, I've, I've never seen something like that happen to where like they just moved on from it and it was just like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, he definitely just like punched him, but yeah, he was going for the ball. Hey, that was worse. That play, right? Ah, I'm going to get that play was worse than the Curtis Jones play than the Jota yellow. And, 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 and they're saying Jones was worse than that. It's, it's mind boggling. It makes no sense. This is, it's yeah, crazy. That's a weird one. It's like, I, I like, I, can understand their argument of like he's ideally going and like you know putting a hand on his, his shoulder or whatever but no he like, was no but, no way but that that's the thing is like this is like the motion to put a hand on a shoulder it's not like this or or fisted or or anything like um it it it, it seems a little bit more intentional to not go to grab a shoulder and then like karate chop you know <laughs> that was so bizarre it just yeah, yeah i don't know why <laughs> that was the move and their team i'm pretty sure they're national teammates they they played together on the national team so yeah it's, probably yeah how it, 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 it's just so bizarre so i i don't know I, i'm not going to take too much from that game um good job chelsea you beat fulham you finally scored two goals i think i i, I went into yeah. a I think they beat their goal tally from September. So they're off to a good start. <laughs> I, I swear, they probably beat their goal tally, for, I swear, from the last couple of months, it feels probably, like. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did see a funny comment saying, like, I think there's an error. They put a two next to Chelsea's name. And I was, I, I was like, what? I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was kind of funny. But um, I think that was it for the week. We spent like probably half this pod going over Liverpool, but yeah, well, you know, when you got content, you gotta that's it. You gotta dissect it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We we got through every game here. I am very, very much looking forward to this next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was already looking forward to this weekend a little bit just because of the matchups, but now it's like 
the league, yeah. I think, is fired up. I think because City lost, everyone's saying things can shift very quickly. I think with yeah. VAR, teams are worried on on what could happen in their game, so they need to get things solved quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, looking ahead, we have uh, Luton and Burnley tomorrow, actually. Oh, that's um, right, makeup game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makeup game there, and then yeah, City and Arsenal this weekend. Uh, I mean, the following weekend, City play Brighton. So, you know, depending on their their run of form, it it could be a rough couple weeks there. Um, yeah, things can. Oh, and then the Manchester derby right after that. So, um, it could be a, a this could be the time to kind of topple City's early title challenge right like you imagine if they drop um, three games in a row it's it it would be nice um i don't know if it'll happen but i i don't think it's out of the question like this city team hasn't really been firing on all cylinders since they lost de bruyne and uh you know this week i think will be the last game rodri misses um so he'll come back into the team but I don't know. But, you know, it depends what Brighton team shows up next week. <laughs> we, we've only seen City dismantle lower lower table teams besides Newcastle. And they just got yep. by Newcastle. They yep. just got by Sheffield. I, man, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be feeling a little sketch if I was Pep. That 5-0 and record before last week, it looked nice. But deep down, it didn't look great. Yeah. And I think... I think uh, I don't know. They put all their cards in the last year, and you know, bravo! You go all in. That's what you're supposed to do. Get your uh, get your four by four going. But this year, like, you're tired, and it's already yeah. showing. You're tired. You know, it's like we said before. It's just hard to like re-motivate the guys to like. Yep. Now go do this same thing you just did again. Like that that hunger is going to be completely different now. Um, and yeah, I. It, I mean, they're they're missing some key players for sure, but like I think we're just kind of seeing it overall. Like they don't feel as as crisp and like threatening in their attacks. Um, you know, Holland especially I think is is missing some some chances last season he made pretty regularly. So uh, yeah, you know, we can all just fingers crossed that they continue to fall. <laughs> Get it done, Arsenal. Get it done. Yeah. Come on, all right, Arsenal. goal of the week. Okay. Mine's um, easy. It's Gakpo. You're going Gakpo? Absolutely. Okay. It's it, it's a solid goal for sure. Um, I got to give a shout out to, to Anderson's. Yeah, goal. right. That's fair. That's I like that one. Um, and then I'm not going to pick it, but I'm going to mention it again. Alvarez's free kick. It's just, you know, it's right in that top corner. You love to see those ones. Um I think uh oh. it's Anderson or Gakpo for me. Yeah. Um leaning more towards Anderson just because that was a game winner. Yeah. Um if, if Gakpo if they would have got the point, that means a little bit more. Unfortunately it didn't. Um Yeah. And it's for the center back, man. When center backs score yeah. bangers, it's like yep. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm on Anderson. It, it's just center back goal and it wasn't you know just a headed corner or anything it's a, a no, nice swing at the ball finesse on that bad boy for sure for sure uh team 
I think you gotta go Villa. Yeah, I think you do. <laughs> I think you do. Six one past Brighton, like no, uh, no one win, saw that like, coming. Yeah, like a win may have been a, expected or or thought it could happen, but certainly not six to one. Oof, Brighton. Yeah. Sorry, lads. And then uh, player, it's got to be Ollie, right? Hat trick. Uh, yeah, hat trick. Most assist, points. Most four points. shots on target. Mm-hmm. Um, has to be him. Um, though, though I am going to do honorable mentions for both Allison and Saw. Seven mm-hmm. saves. Um, you know, Saw's ended in the win. Allison not quite, but they still put in this incredible valiant effort to to keep their teams alive and um solid oh, i'm sorry alisson is the best goalkeeper in the world right now he's popping off it and him in like the all black he looks fucking scary <laughs> i know dude I, he keeps changing up his facial hair every week too and i kind of want him to stick with one i want him to go yeah. like super rugged like just a lot of because he he's got some facial hair it can come out yeah. of him and like i like when he does i want him to look bushy i want him to go like <laughs> <laughs> I want him to be as scary looking as possible. Forget the yeah, mustache. Yeah. Forget the clean shaven. Like let's 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 look crazy out there. And uh, yeah, yeah. So shout outs shout outs to Alisson. But yeah, I, I think Ollie gets it. But the keeper showed out this weekend. So yeah, always sure. always a good thing. Um, all right, Chad. I think we nailed it here. That was yeah. a that was a I doozy. Do have, I do have one last little tidbit. Hit me with a tidbit. Um, in Sac Republic news. Um, they, yesterday was youth day. Nice. A lot of youth soccer teams there. I don't know if it's by plan or just by game state, but, um, Sac Republic gave their professional debut to Davian Kimbrough. Yep. He's 13 years old, seven months and 13 days. He's the youngest American soccer player to make his pro debut. Big news. Um, he, he had a few touches in like the I don't know he played like six minutes or something. Okay. But, um, <laughs> you know, so it didn't do a whole lot, but um, you know, for being 13 out there with with professionals, he his touches that he had looked pretty good. He had one or two pretty uh, slick passes and stuff. So um, I don't know what it necessarily means for his future. You know, I don't think he's the future is now. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't see him starting or like getting a lot of minutes in the, in this Sac Republic team, especially as we're like pretty much in the playoffs at this point. Um, I think it's more of a uh, a protection for Sac Republic of like if teams come knocking, now they can point to like he has a pro contract, he's you know made his pro debut, so yep. they can ask a little bit higher price. Um, but it was cool to see, you know, he got a a really big ovation when he came on and when he got his first few touches on the ball. So it's crazy. He got a goal. That would have been insane, but wild. I mean, he's a six foot 13 year old, which is oh, yeah. wild too. The dude, yeah. the dude was born just before we graduated high school. <laughs> just to like throw that into perspective in 2010. It's a, it's yeah. a really strange thought. Um, I saw it all over the news. It, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Sac Republic was making international football news. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, props to him. I saw you take a nice little shot at goal there too. Uh, so close. That was the VIP package. Yeah. Yeah. You you get a chance to shoot for your season. So they cover your season ticket. Oh, um, nice. A VIP upgrade or like a gift card. And I was going for that VIP. It was was straight. It was straight. Yeah. Yeah. I went out to the park before that to practice (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) It almost paid off. So did you really, did you really go out there? Oh Yeah. (laughs) 
Awesome. I would, yeah, I would have been there with you. I really yeah. would have. I would have been, I would have been saving your shots. I get that shit out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's nice. When do playoffs start? Or did I just um, jinx it? Y'all, yeah, y'all no, no, in no. playoffs. Yeah, we're in playoffs. Yeah, we got the first home playoff um, October twenty first. Okay. Um, we don't know who we're playing yet. Um, we're currently first in the West, so I think as of right now, it would be Oakland. But um, Oakland there's still a few few teams with some games in hand and stuff, so it'll okay. it'll change over the next week or two. But all right, yeah, we're in. It's coming up. Try and go all the way. Get it done. Yeah get it done all right we had a big chat there chad i think this might be our longest podcast of the season but that's how it goes when shit goes down um with that i think the hooligans are out yeah all right hooligans out peace 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 all right